Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. (laughs) I owe y'all an explanation, but I have several as to why it's been so long and why I haven't been consistent with these episodes as of late, really since the first of the year. But on this episode, I'm just going to do a catch up of basically a story time, catching up with what's going on in my life, as well as, as the title of this show, Dating with Herpes. So what's been going on with my dating life? So let's get started. Hey, are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. (laughs) Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Yahira.jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. So I actually recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago. Um, I did it in my office because I couldn't find, at work, because I couldn't find time to record an episode. Well, fortunately today, I decided to take a day off from work. It's Monday and I was just like, I need a break. (laughs) With everything that's going on, I just need a spontaneous day where I could just relax and not do anything. I do no work, not do no other things that I, that's going on. I just want a chill day. And so on my chill day, y'all, I decided that I'm going to re-record that episode because I didn't really like the way it came out when I listened to it before posting it. I wasn't satisfied with the with the audio. So I decided just to on today just re-record it instead of putting out that one. It was like kind of echoey um in my office. 
because my office, it is like a big closet <laughs> with um, cinder block and it just was echoey. So now I'm home and I'm recording this episode. So let's get started. So I just wanted to talk about what's been going on with my life. Like I was saying earlier, there's been a lot of shift and a lot of change going on in my life. There's a lot of things that I'm trying to do. Um, I mentioned to you guys that I am at started a business. I actually started two businesses. Um, one is real estate investing as well as an online store where I sell items and gifts and gadgets and t-shirts and things, you know, it's just a plethora of things that I sell online. So if I'm not at work, I'm looking, I'm educating myself on real estate investing. I've been attending a lot of seminars, um, just networking with people, just trying to get this business up and running. This is where wealth comes from. And I want to be wealthy. Okay. Real estate is a game changer. Um, I'm still very green when it comes to real estate investing, but I continue to learn. I continue to surround myself with people who are very advanced in this field. And I'm just gleaming from them and trying to learn as much as I can. Um, the second thing that, um, that I, um, have been doing a lot of, well, my sister moved in. I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but my sister who is 19, she's moved in with me. Um, so just dealing with her, trying to motivate her. She's 19. She doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. Like she's just floating with the wind as 19 year olds do. I try to remember that I was once 19, 20, 21, and really didn't know what direction I wanted to go in life but I'm trying to get her to at least focus a little bit, you know, kind of think about what she would like to do. Cause she's right now she's not in school. All she's doing, she was, well, she's in the military, but she's in the reserves. So she has a lot of downtime and I'm trying to get her out of that mind frame that when she's not doing reserve stuff, not drill, doing drills and things like that. Um, that she needs to be consistently working on what she wants to do outside of the military. Yeah, she has a contract for so many years, but unless she wants to create a career in the military, go, um, what do they call it? In, um, go active. Um, then, you know, she needs to think about what she wants to do outside of the military. So I've been dealing with her. Also, my mom moved back to her hometown, which is a small town in South Carolina. So I had to travel back and forth to help her not only with um, moving, which I had to set all of that up, but also pack her up because my mom is, is fair. She's older. She's in her seventies. So I had to pack her up. I had to coordinate movers from another city. Like I'm in another city, help move her in, help get her situated, you know, to make it to where she's satisfied with how her house is set up. Um, as well as little odds and ends, the house, the house that she moved into is an older house. Um, it's in, her hometown. But I love that she's there because now she's surrounded by 
other family members, me and my sister, after my sister moved in with me, my mom was the only one left in the town that she was living in. And as far as relatives wise. So if anything were to happen, I didn't have anyone to check on her. But now that she's living in her old hometown, there's relatives all over the place. There's like, actually, two of my aunts live on the same street. I have a gang of cousins that live there. And then she has other siblings that live, you know, in that city as well, or in that town as well. So if something were to happen, I could call one of my relatives and say, or if I don't hear from my mother, which I had to do not too long ago, if I don't hear from my mother, I can call one of my relatives and I say, Hey, can you go check on my mom? When in the past, I would be ready to jump in the car. <laughs> I even called the police to do a welfare check on my mom. Cause I hadn't heard from her. So, um, so yes, I'm, I had to deal with that. And then after she moved, um, instead of, um, instead of making the decision to sell her old home that she moved out of, she gifted that home to me, which was truly a blessing. Um, it is actually my first home. Um, I've lived in apartments all of my life with the exception when I was living with my mom, after I moved down on my own, I've lived in apartment ever apartments ever since. So she, um, gifted um, her home to me. Now I don't want to move back to that town. The town is too small for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to move there. So she told me I could do whatever I want to do with the home. I can sell it. I can live in it or I can rent it. So I chose the latter option. So I went through the processes and I'm actually at the tail end of renovating the entire home. And for the majority, I did everything since I was getting into real estate investing anyway, this has become my first property. So, um, I put a lot of money into renovating it completely, putting in new appliances. I did all of the painting myself. I've done, um, new light fixtures, um, just you name it. I've just completely, I did the cabinets, redid the cabinets myself. So this whole process has been very time consuming and I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm actually, I was there this past weekend. I, I went on Saturday and things weren't working out. <laughs> I almost felt like crying. Like I was like, I'm so tired of this house. <laughs> But one of the repair guys is like, Yahira, you're almost done. We're at the finish line. Don't give up. <laughs> but I was just so tired of that house. But like you said, I'm almost done. And once I'm done, it will be a great investment property. I already have, um, what do you call it? Property managers taking over it. So since it's in another town, I don't want to keep going back and forth if there's an issue. So they're going to manage that property for me. And it'll be a nice um, source of income for years to come. So I'm excited about that. Um, Also, in the town that I currently live in, Charlotte, I'm still looking for my own house. As you guys know, the housing market is crazy right now. And I'm having a difficult time because I don't want to pay too much for a house that I know is not worth as much with all this inflation these um homes going up like i mean just skyrocketing out of out of control and um i'm just like 
I don't know. I don't think I'm ready right now. So I'm thinking of other options. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm just, I don't know what to do. So I went through that whole process of getting my credit in order, getting the lender and went to visit several homes and just haven't found what I was looking for. Either the home was not up to par or the prices were too expensive. So been dealing with that as well. And then I've also been dealing with a lot of things at work. I have this, um, she's not personally my manager or supervisor, but she is the director of the department that I work in. And she has been giving me the toughest time. I have a huge target on my back and she has been throwing them doggone arrows and hitting me in my back. So I have been dealing with the stress of having someone that does not particularly like you. I believe she just has an issue with me and dealing with the notion of quitting. I've thought about just saying deuces without any job security outside of my businesses. You know, my businesses are just starting. So there's not any security there, you know? Um, And it's been difficult. It's been difficult. So there's been times where I've been stressed. I've been depressed. I've been sad and just didn't want to, you know, this wasn't motivated to do anything. Like certain days I would come home, I would be so stressed out. I would be exhausted from dealing with stuff at work that I would just come home and go to sleep. Just come home and go to sleep. And then I had to come out of that funk because I'm like, yo, you got things that you got to do. Like you have two businesses that you have to make work because you see what working for someone else is doing to you. And I don't want to continue to do that much longer. So I've set a goal for myself. Um, and hopefully within the next year, my businesses will be making enough revenue that I can quit corporate America. That is the prayer. Pray for me guys. (laughs) And lastly, (laughs) on the checkup, my mom's dog moved in with me. So now my mom has cleared house. She has, my sister's no longer there, nor is the dog. And they've all moved in with me, <laughs> with me. So it's, it's been interesting. And this has been the last um, couple of weeks. So when I'm not busy with everything else, I'm busy with the dog, walking him, making sure he has food. Like it's, you know, I don't have any children, but I'm I'm starting to feel what it feels like to be a mom (laughs) because I'm having to care from him. And he's such a baby. Like I have to pick him up, you know, when we're coming up the stairs because I live on the third floor because he has bad um, knees. His knees have come out of socket twice um, in his life. So I'm scared that if he walks up and down these stairs, it might dislodge his knee. And I don't have the money to take this dog to no vet. Not right now. <laughs> so, so now I'm dealing with taking care of a, a ailing or a elderly dog. So yeah, so that's what's been going on. So now let's move to the dating. Now that we've all catched up with regular life, let's go to this dating life or this so-called quote-unquote dating life that I've been dealing with. And I'm going to try to keep it quick because when I did the first recording, I didn't even include what's been going on 
just in my life life outside of my dating life. Um, and the recording was almost 40 minutes long. <laughs> so we're at right now 12 minutes. So I'm going to try to do this in under 15 minutes just to keep this a 30 minute episode. Okay. All right. So since the first of the year I've dated about or dated or talked to because some of them or one of them wasn't really dating. We were just talking. Actually, two of them wasn't really dating. We were just talking. So first of the year or just before the first of the year, I don't know if I ever told you about and I must just call him G. His his name starts with the G. So we'll just call him G just for the sake of privacy. Um, I don't know if I ever told you guys about G. When I first moved back to North Carolina, um, I started dating this guy named G. Now, G actually used to work with me way, 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 way back when I was in my 20s. But I didn't know him back then. The only reason why I know we used to work together is because he remembers me. He remembers seeing me. He said, you know, he liked me back then. But I don't remember him. And the reason why I know for sure that he did work with me was because we know a lot of the same people. And when I asked people about him, they was like, yeah, I remember him. So when I moved back um, five years ago, back to Charlotte, um, and he saw that I was back in Charlotte. How he saw that, I don't know, because we weren't even Facebook friends. Maybe he saw it through comments from on a friends post. I don't know. But when he saw I was back in Charlotte, he messaged me and we began talking via messenger. And, um, I felt he was charming and, you know, and all of that. And we began to date. We were intimate a lot. Um, G was someone that I thought I could grow with. G had a lot of things that I was looking for at the time that I was looking for in a man. He was very educated. He was very stable as far as financially stable. He had his own home in a nice home. You know, he did have already children, but he take very, he took very good care of his kids. He traveled a lot. Um, and that was something that I wanted to do. So I, he was the poster of what the type of man I was looking for. You know, he just, he just seemed that he had himself together. The downside of G was that he was, (laughs) I don't want to call him out his name, but he was, um, a ladies man. I'm going to be nice. He was a ladies man. And a lot of his traveling was, um, (laughs) he was sowing his Royal Oaks all over the world. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) <laughs> it was so in his royal oats all over the world. So, um, yeah, so at one point in time, you know, while we were dating and he was doing all this traveling, I said, hey, when are you going to ever invite me to one of these trips? Like, he never would invite me. And so he was like, well, you can go on any trip that you want to go on. You know, just tell me which one you want to go on. And this is how our relationship ended. And so he listed all of the trips that he had planned for that year. And I chose to go to Trinidad with him because there was this carnival and I thought it would be cool to go to the carnival and, and, you know, to be a part of that. And so, um, excuse me. So we were planning all of this stuff. And while we were in the midst of planning, I noticed that he started not telling me 
so much. Like I wanted to know, um, he had already booked his flight and all that stuff like that. So I was asking him a lot of questions like, what airport are you leaving from? Because he didn't always leave from the airport in downtown to get cheaper flights. Sometimes he would drive to, you know, two or three hours away to get a, a cheaper flight. So I was asking about the flights. I was asking about what his seat was. I was asking about where the hotel was. And he was becoming annoyed. And eventually... He just ghosted me just out the blue. Like, and me and this dude, we was talking for or dating for almost a year and he just completely ghosted me. And so I went to his home and initially I thought maybe he was sick because G in the past when we were dating, he was in and out of the hospital a lot. And I would ask him, you know, what's really going on with you? And he would say he would have, I think they were called some type of cysts that he would have to get drained because they were, you know, painful where they would come up and he couldn't burst them himself. He had to go to the hospital to get them um, extracted. So, or to the doctors or whatever, but he used to end up in the hospital. I remember that he used to end up in the hospital. I don't know what condition that is, but, um, during the time we dated, he was in the hospital at least three times. So, um, so I thought this was an episode that he was in the hospital because I remember another time he was in the hospital and I hadn't, I hadn't heard from him and I had became very worried and I found out he was in the hospital. So anyway, so when he started ghosting me, initially I thought he was in the hospital. So I was like, okay, maybe he's there and didn't think too much about it. But after about three or four days and I hadn't heard from him, that's when I was like, what's going on? I started, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I went ballistic. I started blowing his phone up. I started, I went to his house. Um, I was going crazy because I, you know, I really actually did like this one. (laughs) I was going crazy. I really was. I think about that now and it, it makes me laugh, but I just, I think it was because I had invested so much emotionally into him And I had so many high expectations based off of, you know, how he looked on paper. Like what I've been wanting in a man, the type of husband I wanted. And I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to lose it. And I felt it slipping through my fingers. And so after a while, I collected myself. I was like, okay, you're acting crazy. If this man doesn't want you, why do you keep chasing him? Why are you acting crazy over somebody that doesn't want you so I left him alone you know after a week I left him alone and so that was that fast forward to um December I want to say maybe a day or two before New Year's he um messaged me via messenger and he said you know I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas you crossed my mind and you know I hope you have a great New Year's. And that's how it opened back up because I said, thank you. So we started communicating again after the new year. And um, he expressed how much he wanted to see me. And I didn't understand why when it's been four years since we had even talked to each other. So at the time I was at my mom's house, you know, just on vacation. I take three weeks um, during the Christmas holiday, the week before Christmas, the week of Christmas, 
and then the week after New Year's. I take three weeks. So, um, so I was still at my mom's house and he was like, well, when are you coming back to Charlotte? I would love to see you. And he was just so urgent about seeing me. Like, when are you coming? Why can't you leave earlier? Like, it's been so long. And I was like, well, what is going on? And so after talking to him for a while, and where are we at in time? I'm going to run over my time. It's already 21 minutes. <laughs> but, um... After speaking to him, I was like, why is this so urgent for you wanting to see me? And he was like, because I realized I messed up. And I was like, wow, this is a very different type of conversation. And um, he was like, I realized I messed up. You know, you know, when you've met someone who, you know, you should have, you know, treated better and I didn't treat you right. I messed up. You know, I regret that we stopped talking. I thought about you often. I said, well, all of this time, four years later, you didn't think to reach out before now. And he was like, you know, it's a pride thing. And, you know, now that, you know, so much time has passed and I saw, I thought about you, I saw your profile and I said, you know, I'm going to give it a shot, see what she say. And I was like, oh, okay, kind of makes sense. And so I noticed while we we're talking on the phone, because we did exchange numbers and started talking on the phone, I noticed that his tone of voice was different. Even though it had been four years, I remember how strong his tone was. And now his tone was very weak. And so I was like, well, is everything okay with you? You don't sound the same. So he tells me, you know, he's been battling issues with his health. So now it's really starting to click. The thing about G is that he's not from the U.S., even though he's been in the U.S. since he was 21 and now he's hitting almost 50. Um, G is you know, not from here. So, and he doesn't have any family here. The only family that he has are his children who are still fairly young. I think they're 12, 13, somewhere around there. And, um, so it was starting to make sense that he, you know, starting to get sick and he doesn't have anybody to care for him. And he remembered how I cared for him when he was sick, when he was having those little hospital visits and stuff like that, and how I nurtured him or was nurturing to him. And I was just, you know, a pretty good person. I don't know who else he's encountered since me, but that's what I believe was happening is that this man is now sick and now he wants someone to care for him. So he's looked me up to see if he can get me back to take care of him. And, and that's how some people do. And so, um, but he would say how much he loved me and how he never stopped thinking about me. And I was just flabbergasted. And I was like, you love me. And um, I was like, well, where is this coming from? You never said you loved me when we was together. And he never did. Never said he loved me, you know? And so um, I was just like, I'm, I'm just in shock. And he was like, well, people change. And I just want another shot. And then, so over the course, I'm still at my mother's house. Over the course of the next couple of days, it was just days. It wasn't weeks. It was just days. 
over the next couple of days, he's calling me and he's like, well, when are you coming back home? I mean, I told you I'm coming back on this day. And he was like, well, you can't come home any earlier. And I'm like, I'm spending time with my mother and my sister. Like, what is your problem? So then his other side started coming out. The side that I I remember and I didn't like about him. G had a very big ego. He was very, I would say, narcissistic. Everything was about him. If it wasn't about him, he wasn't interested. And so he flipped on me. He flipped and he was like, you're lying. You're not with your mother. You're probably up under some other N-word. And I mean, just like, I was like, first of all, me and you are not together. You don't have, you don't have a right to question where I am and who I'm with. And I said, if, even if I was with someone else, which I'm not, I'm with my mother, you don't have a right to know that you're trying to come back around me after all of these years telling me lies and saying that you love me, which I know that you don't. And now you're going to flip out and say, I'm with someone else. You're going to call me a liar. So yeah, that conversation didn't end well. I told him not to ever call me again. And, and that was the end. And he didn't, he didn't, he never called me again. And, and I think it was actually what I just said, I think that he needed someone to care for him and he had run through his list because he treats everybody like crap he had run through his list and i probably was like one of the last few people since it was four years later that he could call to see if he can get back in his life to take care of him and that's just what i think it was so yeah so that's g and that's what i did uh, that's what i experienced with him in early 2022 so the next person um, was El Chipo. Right after G, I met El Chipo. And I'm going to call him El Chipo for a few reasons. But for the purposes of privacy, I don't want to give his real name. So El Chipo, <laughs> I met through Facebook. But what was funny about El Chipo, was interesting about El Chipo, is that he actually worked right across the street from me. We found that out. So our very first day... And now Chipo came off to be a really nice guy, real shy guy, but really nice when we were talking on the phone. Now, the reason you may be asking, why am I calling this man El Chipo? I'm about to give you the reason why right now. So our very first date, because we worked across the street from each other, I said, hey, instead of putting so much pressure on a first date, let's just meet for lunch. You know, you work across the street. Let's meet for lunch. He was like, okay, great. And so he messaged me that morning that um that morning he said well, what time is your lunch I said we can take a lunch at 11 30 if that's cool he's like cool I said what are you gonna grab for lunch because I didn't bring anything to lunch you know to work for lunch that day and he was like well I'm just gonna grab something from the hot dog stand so the hot dog stand the man sells things for like you can get one hot dog for like three dollars or you can get a combo where you can get two hot dogs for five dollars or you can get one hot dog a little small bag of chips what we used to call 25 25 cent chips but the really small bag of chips and then a canned soda for five dollars so instead of going to grab myself something and then meeting i said well if you're going to the hot dog man can you grab me a hot dog as well he never resp- he didn't respond back, right? The whole time we were having a fluid 
exchange of text messages. So the minute I said, can you grab me one? The text message just stopped. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Now, then I remembered, I said, well, you know, he, he said he had just moved and, you know, he spent a lot of money on moving and all of this stuff like that. And I said, well, maybe he's strapped for cash. So I did what I typically don't do. Um, and it's not because I expect men to pay for everything. That's, that's not the thing I've paid for, <coughs> excuse me. I've paid for lunches, breakfasts and dinners, right? And I have no problem with paying for stuff, but I'm used to, excuse my dog in the background, he's trying to bark, but I'm used to guys saying, nah, I got it. That's what I'm used to. And that's just what it is. I'm used to guys buying stuff if we're meeting up. Now, if I'm at the drive-thru or if I'm at dinner with someone and I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm going to message my man and be like, hey, I'm here. Do you want me to pick you something up? And I'll pay for whatever it is, of course. I don't have a problem with that. But if we're going somewhere together, I'm just used to men paying for my meal. It's just what it is. And y'all can say whatever y'all want to say. That's just what it is. You know, I've offered to pay and they normally say, nah, I got it. So when he did message me back, I was just like, well, maybe he's really is strapped for cash. Let me offer to send him something through Cash App. So I asked him, I said, sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I had to settle him down. (laughs) But... So I sent him a text and I said, hey, do you want me to send you $5 via Cash App? Fully expecting him to say, nah, I got you. This dude sends me a screenshot of his Cash App. (laughs) When I say I was flabbergasted, I was like, really? So I I did it. I sent him the, you know, $5. And when I told my friends this story, they was like, I would have never met him. He would have been sitting there with two combos, eating them two hot dogs and them chips and cans of soda. I would have never sent him $5. But I did. I sent him the $5 via Cash App, but I sent it with the attitude. And so, but later, because this is the type of person I am, I like to talk about stuff. I don't like stuff just to fester. I um, expressed to him how I was a little thrown off that, you know, he couldn't pay $5 for a hot dog for me. Like, I I was thrown off, and I told him the same thing I told you guys. I'm just used to people or men, when we're meeting for whatever, them paying for whatever. And um, and it's not an, you know, it could be an ego thing. It could be, but it's just what I'm used to. I don't feel it's an ego thing. I was just thrown off when he was like, yeah, send me, send me the money. So anyway, so we got past that and I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, you know, he seems like he's a nice guy. Um, he really seems like, you know, he's cool and I want to do something different. You know, because he's typically not the type that I like. Even though I don't feel I have a type, but I know if I know what I'm attracted to, right? If I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted to you. And and tip in, you know, it's not what I a typical type or anything, because I've dated all kinds of men. But 
I wasn't that much attracted to him. And so I was trying to do something different. I was trying not to go off of looks and I wanted to try to go off of personality. Well, (laughs) that backfired. We went on another date and we went bowling this time and he did pay for the expenses because I guess, you know, after me expressing myself to him, he was like, all right, let me, she's a little different. Let me, you know, let me treat her. And so, um, we go bowling and he was just acting weird. Like, I was just like, this is not the dude that I talked to over the phone. He wasn't barely saying anything. He was very off-putting. Like, you know, when you go bowling, I like to joke. I like to talk a lot of smack. I like to have fun, high-fiving each other, you know, talking trash when they get gutter balls. But it was like he was in his own head the whole time. And it was just very off-putting. So when we left there and we went to dinner, I was like, you're really shy, huh? And he was like, yeah, I am. He was like, and he basically expressed what I already observed, that he thinks a lot um, when he's around someone new. Like he gets into his, his head and he thinks a lot and he's trying to figure out what should I talk about? You know, she into me, like he expressed all of this stuff, which I appreciated, but I was like, you know, it's okay. You don't have to be that way towards me. I'm, I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty laid back. You don't have to be in your head about what to say. We could just have a conversation. And so, um, I gave him another shot. I gave him one more shot. Valentine's Day was our third date. And we went to dinner. Actually, no, we went to lunch because he said he had something to do later, which is which was kind of questionable to me. And you'll see why I say that. Because where we met, he said that he didn't live too far from there. So my hopes were that we would have lunch and we would go to his place after because I wanted to disclose to him. And um, because you guys know, I don't like to hold on to that for too long. So it's the third date. I was just like, okay, let's get this over with. Maybe we can go to his place afterwards and we could talk and I'll be able to disclose to him. So when we meet up, <laughs> I'm dressed to the nines, right? We meet up at the restaurant, dressed to the nines. This dude shows up in a baseball cap, a sweatsuit, a sweatshirt, and some jeans. And he has a lanyard on with his keys hanging from around his neck. Like he just coached a basketball game. I'm like, this is Valentine's Day, sir. You can't dress up. Like you can't, I mean, throw on some khakis and a polo shirt at least. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are you going looking like this with me? So, <laughs> so anyway, we go inside, we sit down the whole time. He's looking, he's scanning the, the, um, restaurant the whole time. He's not focused on me. His eyes are everywhere besides me. So I'm like, what's going on here? First, you don't want to meet for dinner. Now we at lunch, right? 
we at lunch and you looking every which way in the restaurant. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Are y'all thinking the same things I'm thinking? And so I was like, are you okay? Are you wanted or something? Like what's going on? Why are you? And he, you know, I'm trying to make jokes about it. And he was like, no, you know, I just, I just, you know, it's the ex-military thing. I was like, okay. And so anyway, um, so we, after the dinner, we're, we're getting our checks and stuff like that. And I was like, so can we go to your place? I want to talk to you about some things. And he was like, no, because, you know, I haven't really fixed my place up since the move. Keep in mind, this has been a couple of weeks since he's moved, right? So at least three weeks. You still haven't straightened your house up yet? I call BS, right? So now I'm like, you can't meet for dinner. You asked to meet for lunch on Valentine's Day. You're looking all around the restaurant while we're there. Now I can't even come back to your place. Yeah, something's not right. Are y'all thinking what I'm thinking? I feel like he had somebody. He was in a relationship. So um, why I disclosed to him is beyond me because I'm thinking this. But then I'm like, okay, well, let's just sit in your car. I want to talk to you about something. And I do. I disclosed to him. And what ended it for me was he didn't take the disclosure very well. He didn't call me out of my name or anything like that. Um, But he, I could tell he was thrown off like hard. I could see the wheels in his head just like turning like what the F, you know, without saying it. And so a couple of days after disclosing to him, he messaged me. He was like, I think we should just be friends. And I was like, you ain't got to say nothing but a word because first, you cheap as hell. Second, I think you have somebody. And third, I could tell that you weren't okay with the disclosure. So that's how stuff ended. We're at 38 minutes. I'm going to try to wrap this up in, in 10 minutes. So the next guy, I didn't really date. And what's crazy, y'all, he. <laughs> He is a DWH member. Um, I hate that this happened, though. Um, He expressed interest in me. And, hey, how you doing? How you doing, boo? I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to say your name. But um, he expressed interest in me um, through Messenger on DWH. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, I, I like our rapport. And I'm afraid that if we try to do something that doesn't work out, that it will mess up the friendship that we're building. And he assured me, no, we'll remain friends, but we haven't. So I hate that that's happened. And if, you know, if you're listening, I don't know if you still listen. I know that, you know, we haven't talked in a while. I wish you well. I still got love for you. I still, I really do. I still got love for you. And I hope that you're doing very well. So that was the third guy. Now we're going to bring it to my current situation. I kind of teased a little bit about him. Um, and I'm not going to go into details because I don't want to jinx it either. But I am talking to someone new. We've been talking for a few months now. I want to say maybe like two, three months. But it is very long distance, which I wasn't excited about at first. Um, Because y'all remember the last long distance situation I had. He was only three hours away, right? Which is what, 
a couple of hundred, like a hundred and something miles away. The new guy is thousands of miles away. Okay. So I wasn't excited about it. I didn't actually even want to, you know, when he started pursuing me and I saw how far he was, I was just like, look, I'm, I'm not really interested. I don't want to do the whole long distance relationship thing. It doesn't appear to work for me. Um, because not just because of my last situation, but also my first love was long distance and you know, it it just doesn't work a lot of times. And so, um, he gave me the answer I had been hoping for with my last situation. And he was like, you know, I'm willing to travel whatever the lengths are. If I feel that you are the woman for me, I'm going to do whatever, whatever I can do to make us being together possible. And so that could be game, but I kind of believe him. (laughs) I kind of believe him, but we are taking it very, when I say baby snail steps, not baby steps, we're taking baby snail steps. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm not really going to talk too much about him because I don't want to jinx it. I like, I do. I like him. He's completely different. Um, he's, I'm not even going, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about them. Y'all know how it is. Sometimes you don't want to jinx stuff. So you don't want to stay too much, but I will definitely, if there's any major developments, I will definitely keep you guys posted. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. I was trying to keep it under 30 minutes, but I'm going to definitely keep it under 45. (laughs) So if you would like to reach out to me, please hit me up at your Jones, hope at gmail.com. That is why. A-H-I-R-A-J-O-N-E-S-H-O-P-E at gmail.com. You can leave comments in the show notes. I just cannot respond to them, but feel free to leave comments there. If you have any show ideas, definitely let me know what you would like to hear me talk about. I did have a listener reach out to me. She had some really good ideas and I would love to collaborate with her. Um, if you're listening to this episode, I will be reaching out to you shortly um, regarding collab- collaborations because I really did like her ideas. Um, am I leaving anything out? No, I don't think so. I just hope that you guys have an amazing month. If I don't come back again, I do have a new episode idea. If I don't get around to it, I just gave you a laundry list of why I've been so busy and not been able to be consistent with my episodes, but I'm going to do my best to try. There's a lot of things that I would love to do regarding, um, dating with herpes. I definitely still do want to do the YouTube. I just don't have the time yet. I don't have the time to sit down and, um, and doing the recordings. I was actually supposed to do an update recording for DWH when it came to Willie Spivey's products. I still haven't gotten around to doing that. So it's just been, I've been just too busy. Um, but I plan to, you know, hopefully get around to having a YouTube channel. I would love to write a book and I would love to work on another project um, as far as a healing journal. I just have to carve the time out. But hopefully those things will happen before the end of the year. That's my goal. That's my plan. But y'all know. Y'all know me. (laughs) But anyway, until next time, be safe and God bless.